What's up guys, this is Roger from PRW Chassis. This is my wife Kristen. She's gonna introduce our latest guest to episode four. It's David our good friend Davis Fremming. He came in and talked about how you know he didn't have tons of money growing up, had to do all he had to do to try to get where he had to be and kept his hustle up and ended up making it to the Cup Series. So I think he's a great grass for the grind. Have a, have a good day. Let us know what we can help you with. Bye. My wife. Peace. So this is episode four. This is a great friend of mine I really wanted to get on the show. I, I've taken a lot of feedback from a lot of people and I've found out that our drivers could use as much help as possible. And so I brought a driver and a car builder and a great friend of mine and a guy that I think made it the hard way. Um, he, you know, you, you guys come in here and all want to tell me how it takes $20 million to do the deal. and and how things need to be done and and I hate to tell you that he didn't have 50 million dollars and he figured out a way to eat enough garbage to make it to where he needed to be right so without further ado um my good friend uh chassis builder I, he's repping his shirt there and uh you should check him out David Stremme thanks for coming hey thank you how long have we known each other long time 16 years probably Met, I met Roger, okay. Long time. Roger just didn't walk into this stuff either. <laughs> I met him. He'd come down and worked. I was driving for James Finch. Yeah. And, yeah, that's uh, right. They had moved to South Carolina. They're trying to, you know, get more people organized. And all of a sudden, this guy from Ohio is in there. And yeah, it's like, good stuff. What's this? And racing's a small world, so. And then you meet people, and uh, you, you hold relationships, and. We had a good time. We did. We had a great time down there. We, we were surrounded by a, a group of racers, still many of those friends that I still talk to on a, on a weekly basis, if not daily. Um, Spud and Chuck and, yep. you, you know, a bunch of different guys. that We, we all kind of, Nate Homick, I talked to him a little while ago. I hadn't talked to him in years and years. And I, I think it's great the way it works. And some of the things that I wanted to bring David on about was, you know, the the. Sh the title of this show is The Grind, and we talk about, you can hear probably a lot of grinding in the background. But and it's a Tuesday. Right. It's, there's there's clips laying all over, and we're going at it as hard as we can, and um, I appreciate all the customers for that. But some of the reason I wanted to bring him on here was just to talk more about the work that he had to completely put in, the work that he still puts in today in his life, just like he did before when he drove a cup car or a nationwide car. I'd like him to... You know, I have four or five questions that I'd, I'd like to answer to him, and then we'll let him rip it out if he's got anything that he <laughs> wants to end with. Um, we don't have all day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, my, my number one thing that, that I get questioned about that I think you can give a lot of great feedback on because you did it very, very well. I, I heard many people throughout your career talk about how well you gave feedback, and I'll never forget the first time that I heard you give feedback. Now, I have worked with some really, really great people, Casey Kane, Jamie Murray, many of your friends also, right? Yep. Like we, it's like you said, small world, um, Travis Quapple, whatever. And the interesting part was that David would key up the radio and drive a lap and tell you the entire time what was happening, never cracking the throttle any differently than he did when he wasn't talking to you. <laughs> But it was it was really it was one of the more profound things that it 
struck me as odd, and I thought that, that was very special that he could do that. And I think that was one of the things that propelled you forward in your career. How? How, how were you able to do it? Well, What were the things that you did that made it, it that special? A lot goes back to I didn't come up with no money. So when you're racing, you know, it's not like we could hire people to help and do things. So um, I've always kind of learned by the seat of my pants and uh, through whether it was trial and error or whatever. It's just like this dirt deal. I didn't grow up dirt racing. I got in a car, started messing around, and just kind of really did it for fun. And then now, as I start building cars, I said, hey, here's the feels I want. Here's the directions. And um, it's it's interesting of how people have concepts of things, but everything's theories. That's why they call doctors. They practice medicine because it's sure. all theories. Sure. It's the same with racing. So. I knew as a driver, I had to work hard. You, you've seen guys or girls in, in cases. It's like, um, you know, use Jimmy Johnson, for example, or even uh, Jeff Gordon. Kenny Schrader, you know, I've worked with him here. He has one of our cars. But there's drivers that they don't know anything about what's in the car. They just have natural ability. Kyle Larson is a good example. Yep. They just jump in and go. You've seen it. Yep. So those guys are hard to beat. And I had to work harder on a... The chassis side. All right, what's my car need in 50 laps? What's it need throughout the whole race? Um, I was very, very into uh, my cars. Now, when you reach the upper level, people always go, hey, you know, I, I look at my career, and was it the best? No, but it, it wasn't bad because I got to race at the upper level for 12 years and meet a lot of people and, Never and still a accomplish dollar. a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, the thing is, is that when you get to the upper level, you have to have good people around you to where there was probably times I remember being at Ganassi's where I, if I would have had a manager per se or, or somebody that was in my interest of the political side working on the the future of next year and so on, I'm more like, what do we got to win next week? What right. do we got to do to get better here the in two months? side of it. So that stuff kind of hurt at times. But and, uh, and, and then another organization I was sitting at with a table of engineers and we all agreed to disagree and because I don't have a uh, engineering degree or anything else, but I could tell you what common sense was going on. And anyways, that that kind of come into play later, where they said, "Hey, you're right," but it's very political. So you have to be careful and walk a line, and that's what's so hard when you watch a guy like Rusty Wallace. Okay, very. I got to drive for him in '08. Probably one of the best guys I drove for. Very technical, um, but also very business savvy too. Right. So. Well, you at see that, upper that in level. his success, right? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. That's why he's successful. He's got so, car dealerships and whatever, whatever. We have young kids come in, uh, dirt, asphalt, or I mean dirt, asphalt, whatever it is. Had a kid in a couple weeks ago. He's running dirt, amp, both of them. And I said, hey, he's 14 years old, really good. I said, all right, what's your end goal here? I want to be NASCAR. I said, okay. But understand that not everybody makes it. In 01, when I was at a very crucial point in my career of um, either I was going to be able to go drive beating the doors down, sleeping in a truck, going to ASA races, all kinds of stuff. I was very fortunate to get a break. Right. And it kind of come back when I had run asphalt uh, before with Scott Hansen. He kind of gave me my break with Howie Leto. It's a multiple, multiple people. But um, I was at a point where in 01 I said, well, you know what, I'll just move south and go to work. Right. There is tons. I look at the crew chiefs this day and age, okay, you take Rodney Childers, he raced. Right. Matt McCall. Matt McCall, you know, right, there's pictures right of him around yeah, here. Right here, right. He run my lay mall car at Hickory. Right. Matt DeBedadetto just come off running right. Bristol. Best, yeah. Uh, you look at there's so many guys. Matt's a driver, but anyway. Sure. Um, crew chiefs, I feel, make a 
a, a, also a race car driver, Chad Canals. Yeah. You know, you just look around. So they know the feel, um, but it's just a point in your life where you got to go, hey, am I going to work on them? Because we all love and have passion for the sport. I was just very blessed to have been able to, to, I guess God had a path for me because I didn't have money or anything else. This day and age is a lot harder, but we do see people. You take Corey LaJoy. A lot of people, they work hard. Yeah, they might raise a little money, but they don't come from money, so they're right. still having rides. Um, probably why I'm more on the dirt side of things now because I'm not as political. I kind of have a I don't give a shit attitude because <laughs> I've been through so much. And I kind of voice my opinion. I don't have a filter. The dirt side, if you have money, and it don't matter how much you have, if you can't go out there and drive, you're not going to cut it. You'll right. be out. So that's what I love about it. And, uh, you know, you, you look at the asphalt, and I'm not going to sit here and debate both all day. It's just a, it, it's hard when I grew up and I could drive and help, and we'd do somewhere. It's like, all right, well, let's go race Cedar Rapids, Iowa. All right, I'll go drive it and I mean, we run 11th, 12th with a car that was probably going to run 15th, and people would recognize that, and the owner's happy. I didn't sit there and go, hey, I need all this money, or I respected the equipment. This day and age is just hard, and, and what I've noticed is our sport, how it's changed, where, and, and I hope young guys hear this, it's not always about, hey, I've raised, let's just say, $300,000, and I'm going to go run a late model for a year. You make sure that owner still has fun. Make right. sure you respect the equipment like it's your own. What we've seen many a times of, uh, people will take over a ride and they got a little money and, and they just don't respect things. Uh, and then it's gone. Yeah, and anyway, I kind of got sidetracked there, but you know, it's very hard. This Everything's a constant change in this sport and it's so hard right now to just on raw talent make it. You got to work. You got to want it. You know, it's the same way in a business. I told Roger, I walked in here and I look around. I mean, these guys are working here and they're going to be around for a long time because they work and they care. You can walk in places and you can see who's who's doing what and how long they're going to be around and if they're here just for show. Well, we're just trying to, uh, like, I, I just want to bring as much value to everybody as I can. I realize that that, that is kind of the opposite of the racing trend, right? Like, oh, everybody has been, I'm an opposite guy. <laughs> but you've every, always been a guy. I, if that guy walks in, you don't go, oh, he's got a pair of Nikes on his shoes or this. You're not, not into not, right. You just everybody's saying. Right. We talked about that a little bit off camera that we find our paths are so close, varying in the fact of we probably try to save people more money, which is not in the best interest of our businesses. <laughs> um, but we try to save people more money just out of the fact of we both come from humble beginnings. We both were, you know, Midwestern guys that, that, just didn't grow up like that. So I, well, I you, think that's an intriguing way, right? You know, too, if a guy walks in here and you go, man, look, this is the only amount of money I have, well, then you're going to make it work. Right. We've all been down that road. Right. That's the problem. Some of these. That's what racers do. Some of these racing operations, and I'm not here to slam anybody or do anything. I see it with, with, with competitors of mine. Um, they sell items. I'm like, I call them fishing lures. They sell stuff just to sell. Oh, man, I caught this. Right. You know, sure. you always see all these. Sure advertisement and they sell this stuff just so they can make an extra buck and do all this listen that ain't if that guy's not here next week racing and the following week and the following week we're pretty soon gonna have nobody right you know no fans want to go watch 10 cars race so you know we've talked about that and that's where you know it probably gets me in trouble at times even yourself you're like oh, man sure. you know what but in the long run hopefully it helps our sport it's about what's good for everybody well we have to be 
right? We, we, we have to be proponents of the sport. Otherwise, we're contradicting what we're saying, yep. right? Like, I need this to survive so that performance can, can survive, so that my customers can survive, so that all of you. So I, I, I appreciate everybody so much. That's why I'm switching my models <laughs> so much is I want to give, I realize that people don't, everybody doesn't have access to David Strimmy, who I text and said, hey, pal, I need a favor. Can you come help me with something? He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Boom, right? So I, I need everybody to realize that there are some of these examples of guys that have really shown you that if you, they're, they're not going to tell you that. I would sure that he would tell you right now that the way he made it and the way you would probably have to make it right now are not the same. But the intriguing part is through someone that went through it, and I don't care how you want to deem it, Maybe that he, he didn't win 25 cup races, but to me, being one of 43 guys on a Sunday race that you know that there's only 43 people in the country that do something is a pretty big deal to me. Yeah. I mean, when you think of that, the odds of that are profound. And even saying I was 12 years is more than what, in, in this day and age, most people can say. Right. You know what's, and it's not just drivers, it's people working in the industry and, and being around it, but there's a lot of passion in in people and that you have to take passion and it's still hard work no matter what you do yeah everybody if you look back on a career everybody say i do this different or do this well you can't change in the past but i know one thing i said hey i was i was burned out i had to figure something out you know i was just i was kicked in the nuts i was down and um i started dirt racing i still love asphalt racing but um i had to find something new right and to get that charge back and it's no different than you with this here. Right. Did you, you know? find it? Did you think that the dirt racing has well, re revived your life oh, to, to the fact that you... I love it. It gives you passion again. Oh, I love it. I mean, I have... We go to races... Rudiman said the same thing. Yeah. It's not about, oh, hey, this race is paying this. I, trust me, there's days right. I'm sweating my balls off. Right. and I mean, it's 100 degrees. We're sitting in the car, and I'm like, what am I doing? Right. His I don't have to do this. Like his knuckles didn't get no better looking in the two years, right? No, I got right? burned. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. I mean... So anyways, they, I enjoy, that's the thing too, I enjoy working on the cars, getting them dirty, and you know, as we've gotten bigger, I kind of got to step back a little bit, but I still get in there and work. I, I, like my cars, my personal cars, me and Kevin work on them, that's it. Sure. So the thing is, is when you talk about people and things that have changed, trying to get into the sport or go up the ladder, what hasn't changed is the hard work Right. and still... And still putting that effort in. I remember Tony Stewart, him and I were talking about, you know, just our past and racing. And I remember him talking about he was racing somewhere. I think it was uh, Wisconsin somewhere, midget race. And uh, he drove Salem, Indiana. He fell asleep in his little Mazda car. He's like big back window. Remember them big arch? Yeah. I don't know what kind of yeah. car it was. But anyways, he said, man, it was hot. And I fell asleep. And, and then uh, they're blowing the horn. I was blocking the gate. And I blocked the gate just so I wouldn't miss, you know, the gate's opening. So, I mean, it's not like everybody just paid for something and went racing. Right. Everybody's paid their dues. It doesn't matter. Juan Pablo, man, me and him talked about it. You know, I mean, there's just, there's multiple people. But it's very easy for us to, to uh, uh, you know, mark somebody as, oh, that guy hasn't paid his dues or done this. It's like, you know, you know people think that, oh, Roger's a certain way or this. Right. No, sure. get to meet him, you know, talk to him. And right. there's many, many people like that. But uh, it's it's definitely difficult. I just think people forgot how we got here. Like I I got here because I, at eighteen, 
decided that I was going to go World of Outlaw Sprint Car Racing. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to get Frankie Kerr to yeah. take me World of Outlaw. We went all-star racing at that time, I think it was, for, uh, I made $200 a week. I yeah. lived, I was gone uh, 300 days from home. My dad told me after I made the deal, which I didn't even think about, I had, I want you to understand this, I had less than $30 a day to live on the road. That was yeah. less than $10 a meal. I chewed pretty heavily at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so that you was, didn't eat much. <laughs> right. And, so, and, and, and we had it. We were young guys, and we had to get beer. So that was, right? Yeah. That was the deal. But I don't think people understand necessarily that sacrifice at that time. Now, I'm not saying that the sacrifice now should be that same, yeah. but I still believe if we look historically, there's always been some kind of sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Even, and even, even you know, I, uh, something that when you tell your story, I think about Tyler Courtney, Sunshine, they call him, runs USAC and yep. drives for Claussen uh, uh, Marshall Racing. He was just a helper on the team. Right. Okay. There are still people. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're, what gets me is, is if a guy's not racing tonight, he don't go, go help a buddy, go right. help somebody. If you're helping and that person there's still people out there that see how bad you want it. For they sure. will reward you. For sure. You know, it's like you talk about, you know, with Frankie. People seen that, yeah. you know, and they go, man, that guy, he's working. He don't, he don't, he's oh, not he into nuts. it about the money. Right. It got me, know? it actually got me my first crew chief job probably earlier with Darren Pittman. Yeah. Probably earlier yeah. than I was ready for it yeah. because people saw Frankie ride me like a bicycle for yeah. nine, ten months, you know. Like what they're we, putting that kid through. Right. We worked like mad yeah. for $200 and they thought, well, hell, if he'll do that, then he'll do this. And then, you yeah. know, we got some wins and then things just kind of went on from there. I, I just... I You have to pay your dues. Right. In one way or the yeah. other. And it's not... I want people to know that it's not all financial. It's car washing. It's... it's and it, it, it doesn't know, mean, it, hey, you're going to come in here and build a control arm. No, for sure. Or build a body on the car. It just means, hey, you got to put in some effort. Whether it's Clean the hauler, whether whatever it is, right. you got to show effort. You got to work for it. Tell me, I think young people. This is something that I've been studying lately, just to try to. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going down this path that I believe now that I have to get young drivers as much information as I can, right? As much intel. Mm-hmm. And you stump me a lot of times because you were kind of in opposition to the rule. Like when you first moved here. I don't think you had a place yet. You stayed at my house on uh, yep. on the, at the golf course, yep. right? Yep. Like for a few weeks, so you got your apartment. You got how much you always, I thought, did a great job with it. And I'm not kissing your ass. I'm just telling you the truth. With you balanced the social with the business very, oh, very well. Very, like probably better than any that I've seen. And I think that's what attributes to your 12-year career, right? Like at, at that to where you're not... You, you don't have let, let's you, you don't have to build race cars and I don't mean that as a bad way you, yeah. you've built a brand over 25 years right yeah. that's it so the how, how does well you're not gonna sell anything you're not the, gonna do anything if you don't talk to somebody right but talk about how the kids today I don't think like I, I think they don't use social enough I mean I Hang think on, they could a hundred people on social and try to get yeah. some money right where you had to drive to every small place in Fort Wayne Indiana I just did it a wherever. different way right, yeah, right. But, uh, but you how, see it you see it with now. There's there's things that are a little easier. Okay, we'll use an example. Yeah, but we take them as easier. You got to tell them. Yeah, if you want to be known, it's like I do not. Okay, uh, I could build my brand more. I could do more stuff if I was on social media. It's like doing this show. Sure, I'll I'll probably tweet out. I haven't tweeted. I don't even know when. Sure, I don't care. Sure. Okay, <laughs> um, but but you made it. It is a nice way to contact people. Uh, so as a young driver, if you're doing things, 
all right, I watch, I follow guys, sure. all right, of, hey, yeah, we're, they're snapping a picture doing something, and they're washing their car, or they're out, you know, beating a body out, whatever it is, okay? Just show people you're active. I think it's more of you can get your awareness out there. It's just like this show. You can put it on and put it out there, and people are going to watch. I'd rather, I don't watch a single, okay, a single minute of regular TV. I have direct TV. I don't even watch it. I don't care. <laughs> Okay, I watch Netflix, Hulu. Right, sure. I watch it on my time. I watch, like, I'll, I'll scroll Facebook, social, just all social sure, media. Sure, sure. I'm not into Snapchat. You get in trouble in that crap. Yeah. I mean, well, I you're, just you're a happily married man. Yeah, I don't need that. It's different, different people, but people communicate that way. Now, when I talk about communicate, it does not mean, all right, hey, I'm going to send this guy a text message and see if I can drive his car. No. Walk your ass up and go introduce yourself or, or communicate. All right, I hate that. When I had the cup team, people, you know, I, I'll use an instance. Uh, we, were, we were trying to see if the engine shop was sending a motor yet. They're like, yeah, I, I, I got hold of them, and they said it's going to be an hour. Okay, hour goes by. I'm like, hey, where's the motor at, you know? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I'll get a hold of them again. I'm like, finally, I'm like, How, what'd they say? No, no, they sent me a message. No, you get off the damn phone. You call them, because if we don't get this motor by the end of the day, we're in trouble right. on our schedule. Sure. You lose that sense of urgency. Yes, so it's like, yeah, you can send emails, you can send a text, but there are times just walk up and talk to somebody, you know, walk, speak out. I just believe as much as a businessman that you were even young in our lives, right? Like you presented your own things. You you were a guy that even if we were getting rotors, we, we got we got rotors for free when we worked at yeah. Finch's and they weren't that great. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't yeah. that great. And Strammy, yeah. ain't always right, Strammy, Strammy would, even at that point, was like, I... It would be great. Running single master. Right. It would be great if I could see, but when I hit the brake, it shakes so bad that Damn. my eyeballs are about to pop out of my head, which intrigues me to the fact of how it's not always about squeezing the dollar as much as it is about if you no. you had a lot <laughs> enough business savviness that I just think people don't know how to well, raise funds. Don't I've been you? down the road where I'd Hey, you want this free stuff? And it's cost me whether it was right. a win or, sure. or performance side. But I also have always been very blessed to surround myself with, with good people. Um, it doesn't matter if they're racing involved or not. It's just all, I've always been intrigued at how things work and just how people have, have made themselves. And um, I, I, the one thing I've learned, okay, and, and especially a uh, lost friend of mine, Nick Harrison. You sure. know him too. Yep. Very well. So. When we all leave this earth, we can't take money or anything else. But you take one thing is what people think of you, what you've put out there. So, so it doesn't legacy. matter. Legacy. That's it. Legacy. It doesn't matter how many cup wins you have. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a matter of how you've treated people. And, you know, it's interesting of uh, I've got to meet a lot of people. R R Rusty was one. I got to drive for him. But before that, I was like, man, that guy's kind of an asshole. Or yeah. This. That guy's phenomenal. Right. You know, you, you, you perspective. Yeah, it was it was just different when I met him. But so, anyways, that's the thing of when you're at a local track or whatever you're at. You know, if you're presenting yourself one way, you might not realize what you're doing. But just get out there and let people know how you are. You know, and I think it's a great way through social media. I mean, it is. It's something that people can see more of a of a person and and who they are and true raw emotion. Right. You know, it's like Kenny Wallace, good friend of mine. Yeah, right, Kenny is super, super great guy. He's we got talk. his own brand, right? Like, I mean, that's what that's what I I think is amazing. There's a guy, in my opinion, that did his deal, 
created his own brand after because yep. I worked with him a few times. He drove for us at Michael's or whatever, created yep. his own drive after. And, man, he's made a career out of doing what he absolutely loves. He loves it. And he doesn't change. Now, Kenny and I have very deep conversations at times. There's, there's, there's different Kennys, and he'll tell you. Sure. You know, but, uh, and I probably have different personalities, you yeah, know, just too. different. I think I do. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's, My wife but, will tell you I do. The thing is, is just get out there and show people. You know, it's a lot easier. You know, I had to. I remember working in the shop, and I'm sitting there on the on a landline because we didn't have cell phones. Right. And, like beating the doors down, just calling guys, calling them, and just talking to people. And you can still do that, but uh, I wish people would give value. That's my one thing. Like I, my grandpa, right, small yeah. town guy, right yeah. up in Ohio, and some big things that I, I I thought he said to me at a young age was. That every business deal that ends where both parties are happy is a good business deal because everybody yeah. feels like they got value. Yeah. And and that's the thing I think that we've skewed the other direction in this racing deal for some reason is that I want I want people to try to give each other as much value as they can. I think we're all trying to stymie each other like I know more than you so they should yeah. pay me more because I want to show you that my brand is so much smarter yeah. than yours. <laughs> and at the end of the day, right, it does exactly what we talked about before. It stops the feeder because the young kids now can't get the information, yeah. and we stop the growth of the sport because nobody's educating anybody. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of things that stop the sport. No, but, no, no, right, but, but that's, that's a, part some of type it, yeah. A personalities. Like it is. A, it is. One thing I've seen is I remember I grew up an asphalt guy. Sure. And uh, I was like, dirt, you know. I, I, I enjoyed watching, but it was just... I was like, oh, them guys, you know. Listen, when you get to the upper level, it doesn't matter where they come from. There, there's good people yeah. everywhere. Right. Okay. I still, I feel like I'm a pretty decent dirt racer. We've won a lot of big races, done stuff. But I still am looked at as an asphalt guy. All right. But it's like, I don't, I'm like, I look at everything as we're just racers. It doesn't yeah. matter drag racing. Right. I mean, Selzy, his boys are running sprint cars. <laughs> Here's a drag race guy. And he's hanging out at sprint car races doing I'm like, hell yeah, you know, even though them guys don't have starters, I still talk to them. Do you, you know? think do you think that that brings me to another point? How much of it if I could is lifestyle? Well, I think it's just what you're brought up around. Really. I look at different areas. You yeah, see like I wasn't brought up in racing, right? Like my family were they were they were, they were But they there were was somebody they that there. influenced you. Yes, I, I one person. Me and Sam Hornish and Kyle Souter and Tully Esterline, the engineer yep, at CNR, yep. and we, we all grew up in a little tiny town together. Yep. We had all race go-karts together. We all did whatever, and we all kind of fed off of each other. We were a little yep. band of gypsies that yep. just kind of did our own thing, right? And and that's what fed it. And I, I think that there's kids like that now still going. The difference is we were 12. We convinced one of the dads to take us every week. We all worked on our own stuff. You guys wanted right? it bad enough. Right. Like, so, and we all helped each other. And that's it. That's the thing that I probably missed the most. I, I probably missed that. Well, you, you talk about, okay, I tell kids this. I have customers that are younger. They're sure. racing with their dads and do stuff. Those days, you talk about with riding out with Frankie yeah, and, sure. and Pittman yeah, or yeah. Paul McMahon. You would not nuts. change one thing about Not it. one. Not one. Because you learn so much and it's fun. And I, I still, okay. I had no responsibility. No, you, like, beside I, that race car. I still, I go, you know what? I, I enjoy. And you look, you talk to Smoke Short Track Racing, any of them. Schrader's probably the worst. Schrader definitely. We enjoy, around. I call windshield time. You drive all or you drive yeah. next place. Yeah. You drive all night, whatever right. you race. and You like it. Camaraderie afterwards. Yep. 
that is fun. It's it's not about sometimes winning a race. It's about the just everything going on. And really, when you look at it at the end of the day, you're racing. You're like, I made that much money, or I'm doing all this work. But I, I enjoy the fun part of it. Yes. You know, I don't enjoy like like what what got me out of late model racing is it will just use Hickory for example. If I'm gonna go to Hickory, I'm there at like even 11 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock. Yeah. Practice, get your tires, get the. You're just you're working so hard and you're done at 11 at night. And I'm like, man, I just killed myself. Right. You know, I enjoy. Excuse me. You're just a meeting Roger guy. or whoever. You know, at I enjoy going wash. out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just meet. It's there's just a there's many deal. people. I had a guy, a kid. Okay. He's a young kid, and I'll tell you, he ain't got no money. Sure. Uh, it's funny because when I go out and race, I run three-plus nights, you know, more. We try to race quite a bit. Um, I went out. It was Memorial Day weekend, and I had seen a kid one on Friday. And they didn't, I mean, the car uh, isn't a very nice modified, sure. but I'm like, is it yours? Man, that kid won. No, it's, a, it's another brand, very even old better. car. Even, that's what I like, too. Yeah, but I'm better. like, man, that kid won? He must be pretty good because I knew who was there. Sure. Again, on social media, I just followed this racetrack. And so I seen him, never heard of him. Next thing you know, this ain't no shit. We're at Lawrenceburg, Indiana, and like four days later, and this kid, like, this hauler just parks next to me. I'm like, hey, whatever. I don't care who parks around right, me. Right, we're know? paying attention, right. So um, we're unloaded. Next thing you know, they unload this car. I'm like, damn, that's that kid that won the other night. What's he doing <laughs> down here, you know? Family's cool. So I just watch him, and we get talking. And the next thing you know, like, we're racing, and he was struggling a little bit. Sure. But I talked to him, and he, and he just had passion like no other, okay? he You can tell they didn't have a lot of funding. They bought this car used. Somehow this kid won, beat cars that are probably twice the value, everything sure. else. But he didn't look at it that way. Right. Well, anyways, the car's running hot, and I'm, I'm over there just trying to help him. Ain't even one of my customers. But I'm like, I'll help the kid out. you right, know. I'm, sure. So I start talking to him. I follow him a lot on social media, okay? And I told him, I said, look. All right, you get to a point you're wanting a new car or whatever you're going to do, call me. Which I'll help you out. out. Yeah. Because it's just needed how things work out and how you just find people. There's still people out there, and there's still stuff that watch. Now, there's other kids that I've seen. Dad's writing checks, doing all this, yeah. and blah, blah, Different. And I'm like, listen, I don't care how much money they have. He ain't running one of my cars, right. and I ain't helping him. Different game. Yeah. And I love... You know, there's even another kid that his, him and his dad are racing, they're doing stuff, and you can't blame whether it's yourself or your friend or somebody that has a little money that's right. racing. Don't blame them. Right. All right? But this kid, as he'd come over, and he's like, hey, you know, my, my car's, I'm, I'm really loose. I have no drive off the corner. Okay, well, where's your stagger? Where's this? He couldn't tell me. I said, do not, okay? Do not come back and talk to me unless you know what's in right. your car. I went over there, and his dad and grandpa and everybody, now they're like, and he's so involved, and his racing's gotten better. Right. And it's cool, you know, he to understands. see that. He's he's not putting a bill, but it don't matter. You right. know, it don't matter. Right. Still work and do things. And there's multiple things that we see, but um, you cherish moments. I try to – I get sidetracked. Go back to the point. I tell people, I think about racing with my dad or different people traveling down the road. I cherish him moments. Them are, them are, like, invaluable, and that's what's cool. Right. I, I completely agree. I I had to eat a lot of crow due to the fact of my my son's quarter midget racing. As much as I hated it while we were doing it, as I look back now that he like is, doesn't race and is a lacrosse yep. guy, man, that motorhome time was the greatest time good. ever. Right, like in my world of outlaw days, those yep. were the greatest times ever. But I, I think the interesting part about it, 
why they were great times was because of the people. And I don't know how we cross collateralize that. We, we have to somehow, it seems like more, we're in a bubble here of NASCAR type folks. Yeah. And then there's a bubble outside. And, and what I think we have to do is try to figure out a way to merge that gap. And you seem to be doing it well with the grassroots campaign of, you know, you go to a lot of racetracks, you sold cars from victory lane for gosh sakes, right? Like you've done yeah. it a million different ways. If you, if you have to go right now and say you're 16 or you're, you've got to be younger than that. Now, 14. Right? You're 14, you're 15. What, what is your focus become? You're, I like everybody's looking for the right answer, and I need people to explain there is no right answer. It's a set of circumstances. Well, it could be you could be a dirt racer, you could yeah. be an asphalt racer, you could be a yeah, don't you matter. could race wing cars, you could race modifieds, you could you gotta put together the work and the uh, well. You have to look at okay. It doesn't matter if it's baseball, football, whatever. If you sure. have fun and you're enjoying it, then then there's that whether it's the competitiveness part of it, whatever it is, camaraderie of people. When you look at racing, um, I mean, it's just you, at 14 or 16, you no kids, idea. Damn, hell, you don't have no idea. Hell, I remember getting I think, out of high school. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I think about when we, like when we were together, just think about how young we were when we were at Phoenix. Thought we knew everything, right? Like, yeah. thought, oh, gosh, we're like, we can, we're winning races. We're winning yeah. races. I mean, we're, we're kicking people's butt in the Xfinity deal, right? And then, but now as you look back on it, we didn't know nothing. Yeah. Well, and and two, we I didn't worked hard, but we didn't know nothing. You know, uh, you as a as a younger person, I try to help people. I wish people would have helped me more and said, "Hey, yeah. okay, uh, you need to look at in five years. You know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in ten? Just kind of keep that in your mind. Keep doing things, but." Uh, you know, in this business of racing, it's great because you can network with so many people. Right. All right. I've learned so much of uh, nothing to do with racing, just life things and businesses and stuff just through the racing industry. But the one thing, it's it's so hard, our sport now, because they are younger, um, uh, you know, of things of where I've had to look at stuff different. It's no different. I was at Eldor, okay, went up, helped Harris Burton, Harrison Burton. It's him. Noah Grayson, Todd Gillen, a bunch of young guys. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we're done with practice, and like at the dirt race, you gotta, you gotta really. I'm watching our, how they're prepping the track, how they're doing all this stuff. And uh, even if we were asphalt racing, you'd be, you know, checking sway bars, checking all your stuff. Right. You know. Well, all of them went and they got in a little powwow on the front stretch, and they're over there on their phones. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? So I walked up. <laughs> well, they're listening to music. They're cutting up on Snapchat, Instagram, all this, and I'm like. I said, what the hell are you guys doing? So they tell me, I walk back, I talk to Burton, and I go, man, this is way different. You know, it's one thing you'd cut up and with you your competitors. And you think right? Like, Burton is another one step oh, older than you, yeah, right? he's so different generation like, right. than me. Yeah, for sure. I said, this is way different. I said, uh, you know, I, I feel that you talk to guys. It's like Butch Miller kind of taught me in ASA. Yeah, it's like he'd yeah, talk Butch to you, Miller. and he'd tell you. He'd only tell you enough, right, okay? Right. And he'd probably steer you a little bit. <laughs> like he wouldn't, he wouldn't steer you wrong, but he wouldn't. He's competing he wouldn't against you. He give you all the info, right? But it was a respect thing, you know. Sure. These kids are sitting there, and I, I said, man, they didn't even know how to talk to a girl without that phone, <laughs> or they didn't even know. Like it's just a different, right? Different generation. And that being said, I went with Toyota. Uh, they asked me to go with Haley Deegan when she got in Bob oh, Suss's sure. car. Yeah. I said, okay, yeah, I'll go. 
we go over here to Hickory, first race. She hadn't sat in a super late mile. She was, this was two years ago, so whatever. She was 16, or going to be 16. And uh, Bond's like, hey, go out there, run third gear a while. You know, they're kind of doing all this, and I'm sitting listening. And then she damn stands on the fuel, and I'm like, damn, this girl's stout. Yeah. I'm like, she's getting after it. Come in, they start talking to her, and they ask my opinion. I said, first off, don't talk to her like she's a little kid. Right. I said, because I'm going to tell you, she's been racing since she's five. Right. All right. Think about that experience she has, 10 years. You know, when I started, I started when I was 15, had to wait till I was 16. Right. All right. So you're gaining, and that's what's different now. You know, when, it, when I hate when somebody says, oh, that kid's 14, he just run me over. Well, unless he just started at 14, which I highly, highly doubt, doubt right. right now, he knows what the hell's going on. Yep. But with her, she'd been racing so long and just, you know, you didn't have to go through the things of, all right, work into it. It's like, hey, hold on here. This got to slow you down. I took her to Hickory three years ago. Her dad came in here. They just kind of come to town. I think it was like yep. two and a half years ago or something. And he said, uh, you know, I got a deal. I'm trying to do this. Yep. Doing this. He's giving this whole spiel. I, I didn't know really who he was. I think I offended him because I didn't yeah. realize yep. that. I didn't know that he was like a motocross legend yeah. guy, right? Like, I didn't care. I don't know nothing about motocross. Same here. I just knew right? his name. Whatever. But. So we're talking, and he's like, I'd like to go test. Would you go test? I said, sure. I said, what are you looking to get out of this? He's like, really nothing. I, I just need to keep her in a seat. I'm like, man, this guy kind of gets it, right? Like, all yeah. right. So we went over there. I called David Gillen that day, and I said, holy cow. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to put – she's going to destroy some stuff. I think she's going to tear some oh, things up. Oh, she's gassing. Right? Like, she will but, – but as far as the aggressiveness, as far as she's a smart girl. Yeah. I mean, she's smart. She she understands how to play the game. She understands yep. how what the things to do. She – I, I – I, I would be very, very, very disappointed to not see her at the next level. Oh. But now – yeah. I, I do think that her family's leverage has basically helped. But the thing that I can't figure out. But she it, wants it. Right. And, and here's what I was getting ready to say. The thing that I can't figure out is why more people don't watch what she's doing and do that. Yeah. Like, well, look at that's, social media. That's working, right? Like, how yeah. do you not understand what she's doing is working? Like, yeah. everybody wants to get on there and shell Natalie and talk bad about her. And I, I'm not getting into that. We don't need to talk <laughs> right? about that. Right. But the interesting part is... That they're all raising money in some way. So yeah. now take some other stipulations to try to. She raises so much awareness. That girl is a great racer. Yeah. And and we're talking about Deegan now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she. I mean, that girl's a good. Well, not racer. only that, but social media wise, getting. Well, it's not about. I sure. hate when people say sponsorships. It's all partnerships. Yeah. It is a partnership. Okay? Nobody just walks up and gives you twelve million. No just, sponsorships I mean, is like. I, I just hate that word. But anyways. Haley really shows the brand and shares she it. And she shows just what we talked about, the social media side. She gets people out there. She's like, I, I loved it when, I don't know what that kid was, Krause or somebody was pushing her around. She's like, I just give it back. And this, right. I love it. She showed her, her passion right. and, and her honesty. Okay. Yeah. That's what people want to see. They don't want to see this. Oh, well, I'm baking cookies today. Right. Or, right. you know, who cares? Selling Betty Crocker. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> she, but, but. She has that passion, and she is just strong. She's a racer, know. I think. Now, I hope, I very hope, I'm, I'm with you, I hope they don't push her along too fast too. and do things. Because when we get to the upper level, it's very hard to help. You can't have all your input, but you got to surround yourself with good people. And her dad's smart. He is I, smart. I hope they do. He's but um, she is very capable of competing at the top level. Right. Um, she is still, what I love about her is, is like, 
she, uh, uh, you know, it's been two years I've seen her. We'll tweet and stuff. She responds to us. Yeah. She's just, she's down her. Genuine girl. She loves racing. and I don't think, I think it's all she knows, right? Like, so, it's a lifestyle for them, right? Yeah. Like, same with a lot of other people. And, and you learn, look at, I, you know, you take Brian Scott, for example, okay? Kid come in, he run late models. He, he made it to the upper level. And then he said, you know what? I'm on a family life. Yeah. David Reagan, same way, just yeah, announced. He's right. 33 years old. Right. Okay, that's all he's done is right. race. And people forget that, that. That's what was, was, it's very hard, okay? What about Carl? The same way. Hell, I'm done. I'm out. I mean, I feel, I feel, it was on his terms, but. I I agree with you, but still. There's more to the story. Hey, I'm out. Okay. But but when you look at people, it's like, I'm 42 now, okay? I get, I've, not this year, last year, year before, I've had offers go run truck races. Sure. No. Right. No. Okay. I am done with that. I don't care to. I am at a different point in my life. I want to relax. If I want to go to Tyler County, West Virginia, out in the middle of nowhere, right. I'm going. Yeah. Okay. So everybody has to find their niche. And when you go through life, you look at things differently. And when we were younger at Finches, it was like, well, we didn't give a shit right. we were about just nothing. Racing. Right. Racing. racing. Let's go. We're going to Pikes Peak. You know, right. we're going to do this. It didn't matter. We, we, we'd go to lunch, and it didn't really matter if we took an hour and 10-minute lunch because we were staying there until 930. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, so it yep. didn't – it wasn't – we had no life. Right. If you left there at five o'clock, you were ostracized, yeah. and, and not in a bad way. Like I thought it was cool like, because I'll tell you, you either bought in or you didn't. Yeah. That's it. And what what was hard? It was a, I learned a lot at Finch's. I love James Finch. I did great too. guy. It was great for me. Uh, there was a guy there that 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 was in management position. That it was funny because I was my rookie year. We're running half season, but I'm gonna use it as an example of. I didn't pay attention to nothing. I mean, I had I, I was a development driver for Ganassi. Yep. I'm letting him do all the stuff, and I'm just racing. Yep. And I remember it was a month before we're going to Daytona, and all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, he ain't driving for us. We're gonna get something else." And I'm like, "Wow, damn!" You know, all these guys that I'm like, I considered my friends, and we're all in it racing, and we're like, "You're going to war. This is my right. this is my team." He was down there working on the cars, the whole thing, right? So, like, so then I gotta go to a whole new place, and. I learned pretty fast that, but but even it wasn't. I'm not mad at them guys because they didn't have nothing to do with it. But right. there's people make decisions, and then sometimes it just comes down to business. It's you know, that's just part of it. But uh, the dollars and cents do get in the way. It's and 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 it's just how it is, you know. And another guy, I'm gonna use people. They don't they don't ever see things. Okay, when people, it's funny. Like when you get out of this area, North Carolina, Charlotte area. Yeah. People see things different as racing. So if you're if you're out in Indiana or wherever, they think, oh, NASCAR, you know. Right. And uh, it's just very different. There's a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of stuff that just because somebody puts out a press release, that don't mean that. You <laughs> that's know, what happened. That's what happened. But anyways, it's just it's interesting. And you have to work hard still. and uh, You need to keep your eyes open. But at the short track level, when we're racing, whether it's late mile stocks or whatever. Right. You can grab your buddy. You can still work hard all week. And go race and win. Right. Okay. That, Matt McCall doesn't just say, hey, I'm done cup crew chiefing, and I'm going to go over here to Kenley, and I'm just going to jump in this car. <laughs> He's working every night. Right. He's got his little boy now, which, you know, I, I figure over time he'll probably. Start to ease him into something. Yeah, I mean, it's just sure, it's, yeah. still, it's still the time you spend is one another. Right. And I just think if you're not if you're not in it or if your family's not in it, you know, that's one place that David and I are different. I mean, I once when we were young david wrecked his mom to win a race dude yeah. like i mean yeah. like his whole family drove his brother drive they, they, they. so 
I, I think that's the intriguing part. I didn't come from that racing thing. I had to chew and grind and work to it. Now, I think... Literally chew. Right, literally <laughs> chew. I literally live... That's what I got through half of my life. Um, I, I think it's interesting about how you can kind of go different paths, still continue to work, continue to work, continue to work. And then what's intriguing is all those guys that continue to work that nobody thought really was working that hard, but we're all still the ones left around. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all I want people to know is it's not a, a bragging thing about being the ones still left around. It's, it's how it works. And, like and if you were to ask Rodney Childers, that's how it works. Yeah. Let me let me also I want something that I've learned from the dirt racing side, I see this, okay. Sure. Um and, and you don't see it as much on the on the late mile side. You see it I, I would say Bubble Pollard's probably somebody, some guys. You don't have to go to the top three level to race and have fun and still make a career. There's guys, okay, junior Hanley. Sure. I, I could go down a list, sprint car guys, okay. Uh, Keith Kaufman. We can go down a whole list. They still had another job. I always said that's their second job to their first job of racing. But they still made, I can think of numerous dirt late mile guys that that raced, had fun, made a, made a decent, I would say, either living at the time or networked and got to know people and, and had a great impact on the sport and had fun that never made it to the top level. Sure. You know, and that's what's probably cool. Even Schrader, Wallace... Uh, Tony, we all talk about it, you know, and and it's neat when you see. I think of Paul McMahon. Yeah. Okay, Paul, I've got to know because my wife yeah. grew up in sprint car sure. racing. Okay, Paul, raced, done everything, super great guy. Okay, uh, we're at PRI and we're talking. Now he works for Quick Car, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a, he's a great asset to Quick Car products because of his background in racing. But I remember when he drove the. The U2 car. Yeah, I, I mean, there. just That was awesome. Just, United Express Lines U2 yeah, car. I mean, yeah, yeah. just all over. But here's a guy that, does he have what Donnie Schatz has done? No. But he still has had a great career right. in racing. Still not done. And he's found his little niche, you know. So, I mean, as a young guy, don't think that, man, I, I, I got a truck start and it kind of sucked and I'm done. It's long. No. You can go back and still go run South Boston or you can go run you know stafford or wherever you you come from you can still race you know and and it's that's what i had to find you know i love racing i love the more than just driving i love the people i love meeting new people and that's the thing that um you know as as a young person just kind of keep that and you have to find all that what what is your we've been going here about 45 minutes we're gonna i'd like to kind of maybe wrap it up a little bit with you but i want you i want you Paul McMahon's a great example because he further reiterates my fact is Paul didn't have tons of money, right? Like Paul scratch clawed, got in crappy rides. I remember Paul running Eldora with a broken neck. I I literally remember that. He had broken his neck. He had to. He had to go make money. Right. He and Jan lived in a bounder, like a 1984 bounder. (laughs) This is terrible, right? And this is what we did. He broke his neck, crashed the week before. We were going to Eldora, and they, I, I can't remember. Frankie Kerr, we had to tape his hands to the steering wheel one time. Yeah. And I think with Paul McMahon, I think we taped his head to the back. Of, like, stupid sh- stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. stuff Just they get me put in the car. We'll right, go. stuff they would put you in prison for now, right? Like, um, what would you say your last closing, if, they, if you could go back to yourself, 15, 16, one piece of advice... What is it? 
one piece of advice. That Watch who you trust. <laughs> when no, when a, coming that's a, through, that's a great piece of advice. I'm very uh, trustworthy person, and I needed to watch more who I trusted. You you gave too much. You yep. gave too. Right. I'm too nice because I mean, you were worried about to. the performance portion of it, not the business yeah, portion. I was just too nice. This right. is just bottom line. Just watch who you trust. People sell stuff to you. They they'll tell you everything they want all day long. They'll spit you out, and on the next guy. It doesn't matter, short track race or not. I watch it. Builders, sure. Guys like I just want to sell this guy a car. Right. We're gonna do this. No, it's not just about that. Right. But I so I answer that. I want to ask you. Sure. Okay, yeah. I feel it, it's funny at how. I don't watch a lot of NASCAR stuff. Sure. Okay. Me I have a lot of friends much. in it. I don't want to it's, know what happens. It is, uh, hey, it's racing. I, I did watch. I should say I watched Atlanta race. was was a great race to watch. Vegas was wa- watched. But then I, I'm just busy. I got other things to do. Sure. Anyways, follow on social media and stuff. But to me, I feel, and I want your opinion, because you're in a different kind of market. Mm-hmm. I feel short track racing is very strong. It's gotten a lot stronger to where... You might not see a guy run the same track every week, but you see, like, I, I see people go, you know what, uh, I, I'm going to go up here for the weekend and race, you know, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the weekend off and I'll go out on a boat, but then they come back. But the, the, the people that actually treat guys, okay, promoters, officials, racers, everybody plays the game, and they go somewhere and have fun. It is strong. And it, it makes me feel good about the future of it. I think the economy's strong. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah that's yeah. my biggest, like, my only fear about the entire deal is that I think the economy is so strong right now that if it wasn't good, I think we'd be in trouble. Right? Like, I... I Statist- See, I, I feel... Statistically, the numbers that, like, Hickory or, you know, the car store's doing a great job. Yeah. They're promoting quite a bit. But I think you're getting ready to see... Well, I don't think. I know. You're getting ready to see a bunch of cup teams merge to this, which yeah. I think is going to stymie the growth. I think we'll get that yeah. boom, instant in, pop in of your, growth, and then it'll stop. In your industry. Yes. In your side of Because it. I think that they've realized that there's no meat on the bone left to do yeah. uh, super late model races for the simple reason you said 47 minutes ago off the thing, right? There was no money. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. Yeah. There's a lot of things. I mean, I, I, I can tell you this. Uh, I'm pretty blessed to where I can still go out, run my dirt car, and make money. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I mean, like. I think that's awesome. Not even just me. I know guys. Like, look. Okay, I have a customer. All right. People want to talk about, all oh, you got to have money, this and that. Listen. He has a 28-foot enclosed trailer. All right. He has a pickup truck. He goes from Arizona to Iowa to Wisconsin, everywhere. He has a wife. You know, and, and, and I, you- I, I like that part of it. Do you see? Do you see that you think more people will be able to make a living in this, or less? I think when it comes to my responsibility as not just take out competitor side as a builder, mm-hmm. and most people don't see this. They, again, it goes to perception. Sure, they don't know me. They think, oh, he's NASCAR guy, right. NASCAR Rick. money, and right. all this. Yeah, yeah. They think same thing about Schrader and Wallace. That's yeah. what pisses us off about this. We look out for what's best for the the sport. Okay, I still look at like in our modifieds, are a nine to five working man's job. Sure. Okay, we can't have a guy working in the shop every night of the week because pretty soon his wife's gonna get pissed off. Then he's and out. then he's out. Okay, the other thing is he can't spend tons and tons of money. 
So we have to keep contain cost. Um, to me, guys that that do do it as a living, driving and try to do it. Look, I don't mean you got to be hard on them, but look, you got to keep them guys in check because right. they're doing it for a little different reason. Right. But um, it's my responsibility to help contain cost. And when you look at okay, so at your cost, you're saying that the the normal guy can get away with it more. The, we just the, have to be smarter team. about stuff. You know, we have to go and say, hey. Uh, I'll give you an example. They had a little practice session the night before a guy a, a, a larger race. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing having test sessions? This ain't asphalt. you got to realize that guy that's traveling two hours, okay? Now, dirt racing, you don't have to show up till 5 o'clock. But we don't need him traveling, staying in whether it's a hotel or doing whatever, staying away from home longer. And the track's doing it to, you know, get a little money. I think that's the thing that I, I look at some of these places that are getting it. They're selling their programs. But don't just keep taxing the racer. Right. All right? We just can't keep taxing them. We have to be smarter about I this. I agree. And that's where when you look at, you know, whether it's. I got, completely agree We just got to find ways out. And that's where I feel as an industry where even in your business, I know the, 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 the asphalt side, there are builders that I'm like, they don't get what they're doing is not just hurting them, but hurting the everybody. industry. Yeah. You know, and that's what you got to try to do. So. Yeah. I think as a I mean, racer, it's one of the reasons why I don't sell parts anymore. Like, yeah. right? I mean, I I keep a few parts. I shouldn't say that I don't sell parts. I keep yeah. the parts that fit on my cars. But other than that, there ain't no reason. There's 15 people that sell the same yeah. part within five miles yeah. of me. Yeah. And and let's face it, hell, if I want something, I can have it here tomorrow. Correct. I mean, hell, I mean, the, the what number one is Amazon right, right now? Yeah, 54 percent of the total retail I mean, market space. Yeah. I don't even go like uh, my shops 15 minutes from Lowe's, and I go, oh, the time I leave, go. Hell yeah, I tell my wife, like, just order that on Amazon and be here tomorrow. Right. I agree. Life's changed. Time. Time. Time yeah. is what's the most important, I think, for me. And you speak about time. What did I tell you? I can go start racing at 5 o'clock. Right. Or being be there. But my point is, is as, it, as the passion and I love racing, I feel when I'm done driving, it's not like I'm going to be done racing. I'm going to probably go into the other side of it, uh, officiating. Whatever it is. I got a couple ideas. Track promotion. Something. I don't want to do track promotion. Well, good for That's you. just one place. Good for I want to do something as a sanctioned body. Like a and series. Stuff. I don't want to own a series. I'm just going to help. Oh, I, I got feel you. that Like work for them? Yeah. I yeah. feel that I can, I can I think that's do awesome. a lot more. I think that's know? awesome. We have to have the health there. So That's awesome. Roger, I, I thank good. you for coming on. No, or I let me come you. on here. I, appreciate I want you to come on more. I, I, I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to get you on a couple round tables. I got... I got Rudiman wants to, I got him sucked into coming. I'd like to get four or five different people that have all kind of gone down the same path. And we sit in the shop and I'll buy the beard. And I, yeah. I, we try to give some value to some of these young guys that don't get all the applications. You know, I, I didn't realize how fortunate I was to get in the cup garage as early as I did. You know oh, what I mean? Huge. Uh, I, but, but I also give up six years of my life before it racing cars all over yeah. the country yeah. so it's a different trade-offs but i want people to be able to i think that our generation of racers even gilland agrees with me and i think we have a lot to give that younger one where that older generation like we talked about where burton or gordon or yeah. th those guys are in that other one right yeah. like they're 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 in they, they they're still in have value in right 100 i'm not saying they don't have value, but, uh, but, but they're further away from the end game is now yeah. right like you have to. I, I look back in my career, and I was, I, I watched. You'll under, like Gary Saint Amant. He's sure. still involved, sure. but he was a he was very 
heavily involved in short track racing. He still is, but his voice and just what directions and doing things. So as yeah, a, but a lot of them guys, Teddy Christopher, right? Yeah, like a lot of them guys, they owned guys. it. Donnie Schatz, he owned the late model. Deal. Kinzer yeah. before him, Sam well, Swindell, yeah, right? Like, I mean, they, the guys owned the series, and yeah. they were kind of the ambassadors. It's not just about, hey, we won this race, we've done this. You have to be the whole thing. Right. You have to be part of it. Right. I didn't mean physically owned it. I mean yeah, owned yeah, it like yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. theirs. They picked it up, put it on their back, and they but, walked through but it. But that's our responsibility. And then if you have that round table, be glad to. I mean, um, you know, I think, too, that people... You know, we're all in this together. That's right. what you got to remember. That's right. So That's right. Well, I appreciate you coming hey, by. Hey, thank you. David. <laughs> Check him out on his social. We'll, uh, I'll actually link his social. I, I usually put it, like, up in the, here somewhere. We'll link his social up there. You can check him out and uh, reach out to me if you need any dirt stuff, and I'm sure he can take care of you. Um, once again, thanks for everything. I so appreciate it. This is episode four. Um not sure who's going to be on the next one. We just can't, we just keep going. <laughs> but thank you very much. Uh, stop in. Call us if you need anything. We'll do our best to help you. Have a good day. Thank you.